Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. You guys ready to take notes tonight? Not yet. Okay, so I'm going to, if you need some note paper or a pen or whatever, just raise your hand. Craig is right. Or you might take notes on your phone. That's okay, too. There'll be a reason why you might want a piece of paper, though. Yeah, there you go. Now, now people want some paper. That's good. <laughs> There's some paper. There's some paper. Yeah, it's old school. That's okay. But some of this is going to be hard to do on your phone. That's why you need some paper. Let's pray over the word. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word tonight. Father, thank you that you are continually moving us from death to life. Thank you that you are moving us in that direction as we seek you. Father, thank you that as we seek you, your kingdom, your righteousness, all these things shall be added unto us. That means every physical need, every financial need, every spiritual need, and every battle that we face, you are taking us through it. We are learning from it. We are growing with it. We thank you, Father, that we can have a strong spirit. We thank you, Father, that we can have a strong spirit because of you. Thank you, Father. We receive that tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, well, this evening, last week, Brother Rich gave the message. Anybody was here for that, Rich? That was awesome, man. Great job. And he is back up next week. Yep. Next week, you're back up. So we're looking forward to that. So if you missed last week, you can get it online. You can hear the recording. And then next week, uh, Brother Rich will be back up as well. So we're looking forward to that. So we are in, uh, we're in a mini-series here on Wednesday nights called Developing a Strong Spirit. Developing a Strong Spirit. And... Each time we get together, I try to get through a certain portion of the notes that I want to share with you guys, and we don't always get there. Uh, But we started to talk about briefly two weeks ago were the indicators of your spirit. There are indicators of your spirit. There's indicators of a weak spirit, and there's indicators of a strong spirit. And what I'm going to go through tonight is there's going to be seven on both sides. So there's going to be seven indications that you are developing, in a sense, from a weak spirit. And there are seven indicators that really begin to show a strong spirit in your life as you go through things, as you be able to um, uh, go through the things of life and the challenges of life. And I want to say a couple things. Number one is this is like a sliding scale. And so when I give you these seven, I want you to write one on these seven on one side, the weak, and then this, oh, the weak, and then the seven on the other side of the paper. And there's going to be days where you feel like you are camped and parked on the weak spirit side. And there are going to be days when you feel like, man, nothing can come. Whatever. Devil, come on. Bring it on. Whatever you have for me, I am ready to go. And there's going to be days where you feel that way. But I'm telling you, this scale, in my mind, this is like a, it's a sliding scale so that all through our Christian walk, as we're developing a strong spirit... Our scale is always moving this way. So there may be days where you have some indications of a weak spirit. There may be days where you someone pushes your button and you kind of, woo, 
right? You get a little wild maybe sometimes, but there's always ways where there's an indicator that you're sliding this scale forward. So as a Christian, as we're growing and as we're developing, we're no longer staying all the way over here. And what happens is we're sliding. So the same reaction that we would have had with a weak spirit here is now maybe not the same reaction. We're still feeling this way. We still get angry. We still have whatever, but we're sliding the scale to the right. And so I want to I want to give you some of these indicators because as you know when you're driving a car or when you're operating any type of vehicle sometimes indicators are a good thing. Sometimes the indicator on in how fast you're going on the speedometer is a good thing. So a couple years ago uh, I was not looking at my indicators when I was driving down a hill in Fairview going to Walmart with some of my children in the back. And let's just say I was operating in a weak spirit moment, and I came down the hill, and I was going pretty quick, and a police officer also thought I was going pretty quick, and he pulled out really quickly and pulled me over, and I had, actually Liz was not in the car, but a bunch of the kids were in the back of the car. And I was actually singing Let It Go. So anybody heard the song Let It Go from Frozen? Come on. Let it go, let it go. So they're all singing. So I'm like, you know, I'm thinking I'm doing really well. Like, this is a great time. I'm having fun. But the actual indicator of my weak spirit was just about to be shown. So as the police officer pulled out and put the lights on, I don't remember the words I actually said, and I probably shouldn't say them again because this is being recorded, and I don't want that to go up online, but I just remember getting very upset very quickly and like yelling and like being very upset, and most of the kids in the car started to cry. So now I'm like, wow, like what am I doing? There are kids crying, Lila's crying, Eva's crying, and I don't know where they got this from, but they thought that if somebody gets pulled over, they go to jail. And so my kids are crying in the back, thinking that daddy is going to jail. In fact, some of them, I think, actually still do believe this. And I've been trying to tell them, like, no. Now they're like, well, dad, how many tickets before you go to jail? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like, a lot, probably. Like, maybe you lose your license. Because they keep remembering the one time that daddy got pulled over. And the reason why they remember the one time daddy got pulled over, because of how I reacted when I got pulled over. Now, if I would have been kind of walking a little bit stronger in my spirit as, oh, shoot. <laughs> I'm getting pulled over by this police officer. Hey, kids, it's all right. Everything's going to be fine. Daddy was going a little too fast, and this police officer, yeah, that, is, that was not my reaction, okay? So my kids remember this completely. So let me give you some of the indicators of your spirit because sometimes it's good to watch the indicator dials in your life. Not just on your dashboard, but in your life. So the first one, an indicator of a weak spirit is, number one, is being overwhelmed. Being overwhelmed. This is, some, this is sometimes, look, we all feel this some way. We, we make a whole lot of little, and a lot of times we can't even handle some of the simple things. And a lot of times we're operating at this part of being overwhelmed because many a times in our life we don't give ourselves any space any space at all to have anything go wrong in our life. And we operate on this level of margin, and we operate with zero margin. We operate with zero margin in our life. And the moment one little thing happens in our life, we go over the margin line, and we're not able to take it. 
And what I believe is as we develop our spirit, as we develop a strong spirit, we're able to, many times, it doesn't matter how many things are actually going on in our life, we're able to create margin in our life by developing our spirit. In Proverbs 14.10, I believe I have some of these scriptures up, Rich. Some of them I might skip around a little bit given the time. Proverbs yeah, 24.10, it says, If you faint in the day of adversity... Your strength is small. Yeah. Any fainters in here? No fainters? This is good. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Psalm 61.2, though, says this. And I'm not sure I have this one up, or maybe I do. It says, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. So under that overwhelmed, I want you to write the Psalm 61.2. So the next time you're feeling overwhelmed, I want you to say this scripture. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. The second thing we feel as a weak indicating spirit is hopeless. We feel hopeless. So we have to kind of watch these as our indicators. If we are feeling a lot of hopelessness, we know where we're at from a spiritual indicator. This is a lack of joy. A lack of hope for the future. What's going to happen? Woe is me. All right, this a lot of uh, uh, self-pity comes into this. If you start talking a lot and feeling yourself with a lot of self-pity, is you are struggling right now with, with hopelessness. Oh, woe is me. Desire to quit, discouraged, despaired, constantly going, feeling like you're under and not over. Proverbs 13, 12 says this is, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire is fulfilled, it is a tree of life. It is a tree of life. Proverbs 13, 12. So put that one down. If you're feeling this hopelessness, know that God is, has all that we need and he is the tree of life for us. The third one is self-centered. Self-centered, it's all about me. The victim mentality, it's everybody else's fault. It's never my fault. A self-centered, no compassion. <clears throat> Romans 15.1 says, We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak. We that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak. So a lot of times people, I know Camille's, Camille, you're here, right? I know a lot of times I've been overseas and, actually, heck with that, just drive downtown Erie and go a little bit to the east side. And personally for me, that does, does me very good to get rid of my self-centeredness. We are so blessed to live on the west side of Erie. West is best. Yes, and then even on top of all that, think of us compared to going on a missions trip. And I was in China, and I'm, and I'm walking around seeing the utter poverty and despair in the world. We are so blessed. But so many times we lose sight of that because it's like, hey, what's happening to me? And I understand that. Again, it's a scale that we're on that we have to go back and forth. But we ought to be able to bear the infirmities of the weak. The fourth one is, is complacent. Complacent. Man, do I struggle with this. Indecision and indecisiveness. Sometimes when I am struggling, it's like I just, I can't make a decision. Anybody ever feel that way? You're just like struggling, like, oh, what do I do? I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And keep saying you don't know what to do, and eventually you won't know what to do. 
Because there's power in our words and say, I may not know what to do at this moment, but God is leading me and God is directing me and I know he's got a plan and I know that he will help and lead me in that right direction. Romans 4, verses 20 and 21 says, He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. If we can keep our minds set on what he is able to do, he will lead the way. He will lead the way. The stronger you are, the more bold, focused, and decisive you can become. Number five indicator of a weak spirit Short-tempered. Short-tempered. This is, okay, my short-tempered, I think I've told you guys this before, is when any one of my children slam a door anywhere in my house. I mean, I could be sleeping on the couch on a Sunday afternoon, and I could hear a door slam. You will never see a 43-year-old man get up so quick and move so quickly through that house to find the culprit on who slammed the door. Now, I don't know what I think it is. Like, I think I, I must like be thinking someone's fingers are going to get caught in there or something like that. But man, uh, somebody slamming a door can get me so torqued up. So people could cut me off in traffic. Yeah, okay. People could be driving too slow. I don't know what your deal is, right? You all have a deal, right? Everyone's got something that you all, you're thinking about it right now. Like, oh, yeah, I get, I get it. I struggle with this. But for me, like, this is the one that, man, will set me off so fast, it's unbelievable. Slamming doors. Okay? So I'm just t- I'm telling you what mine is. Whatever yours is, you don't have to tell me. That's okay. You don't, you don't have to tell me. But it's being out of control. And out of con- I get out of control when someone slams a door. I don't know why. I just do. But Proverbs 16.32 says this. He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who takes the city. Holy cow. This, I mean, this, is, this means, to me, this is a difficult thing that we are all working through. And what I was saying before is there, you, may get, you may be short-tempered, you may get angry in this fashion or in this way, but it's a scale. You know, what you used to do five years ago, you should not have the same reaction now as your spirit is growing, as you're getting stronger. And five years from now, you won't have the same reaction you're having today. So I'm working on, you know what I think I do? I run through the house, but I don't scream anymore when someone slams the door. So like I'm better than I was when we first had the little kids. And I would run through slamming, yelling, throwing kids into the corner. Don't you understand? You can't slam the door, right? I mean, so this is a progression. This, I'm, I'm giving you. I don't you, think you were ever that bad. Oh, I don't know. Well, I usually do it, I usually do it when. No, I, okay. All right, let me, let me, let me explain throwing a child. Okay, okay, let me explain throwing a child. So the kid slams the door, and you grab them so gently by the arm. Yes, okay, and then you get in the, into the corner, right? This is, okay, this is what I'm talking about. So not throwing, per se, but let's say moving quickly, moving, ushering quickly, ushers, yeah, ushering quickly to the corner, the child who slammed the door. So now I'm getting better at this. Okay, I'm working on this, all right. Sure, with passion. We do things with passion. Okay, number six, fearful. Fearful. It's an indicator. It's an indicator that we're working on. When you begin to feel fearful, anxiety, panicked, worried. It says in 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. So this fear that you're sensing and feeling, this actually cannot come from God. 
you can't come. So if you are having fear in any way, shape, or form, you know right now it's not from him. It's not from him. It's impossible. His word says it can't be from him. So it's not. And so when we start hearing from the Holy Spirit, now we may get a little nervous when God tells us to do something. It may seem like it's something more than we are capable of doing. Hello? Okay, witness. More than we are capable of doing in our own strength. But he also promises that he will equip those that he calls. And he will anoint you to do what he has called you to do. And he will make a way. So I'm not talking about some nervousness or a little bit of apprehension. I'm talking about fear. Like, oh my goodness, what if this happens? What if this goes down? Can I be honest? What if, I take over the, what if we take over the church and everybody leaves? Guys, come on, I'm being real. Wait a second. No, 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 no. This isn't from God. This is, this is, this is the enemy trying to get me and get us in fear. I don't think so. That is not going to happen. It is not going to happen. And so we all fight this fear that we have. But what God says is he has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. And this number seven indicator of a weak spirit is you are exhausted. You are exhausted. Inability to resist or even receive. And a lot of times, I think Liz was sharing the, the other day, uh, a couple Sundays ago, is it actually, when we are exhausted, both spiritually and physically, we actually have a harder time resisting sin in our life. We truly do. We have it, it becomes more difficult. I think we were talking about when we're arguing with our spouses, we're doing some relational stuff the past couple Sundays. It's like, well, don't go to bed angry. Well, don't start trying to have a conversation about something very important in your life and in your marriage when you're exhausted. So I would actually counsel, make an agreement that you will not be in bitterness and you will agree in the morning to continue this conversation and go to bed because you say things and you do things when you are tired that you wish you never did. And this is how it happens. So don't go to bed angry or don't let the sun go down on your wrath is how the Bible states it. Does not necessarily mean don't, that's it. We got to stay up all night and have this conversation until like, this is not, that's not good. It means don't let bitterness set in. Don't go to bed saying, you know what? You know, say, you know what? Let's take some time. Let's rest. Let's pray. Let's have some space give each other some space, and then let's come back together and let's have some resolution. It means don't let it go on and on and on. Don't let, have, don't let bitterness come in, but it certainly doesn't mean if you're exhausted, tired, frustrated, angry, yeah, go have that conversation right now. No, it does not mean that. So exhausted. So that's number seven of an indicator of a weak spirit. So here are some indicators of a strong spirit because I don't want you to leave without these. And I want you to think and have this with you. Keep it in your Bible if you want some days, because there are days where you're going to feel like, man, these indicators. And there's some scriptures you can go to and begin to pray and say, you know what? I am struggling with fear, but I, you know what? God has not given me a spirit of fear. And you can go reference these scriptures as a little indicator light, because you know what happens? The indicator lights are there for a reason, because they're trying to communicate to you. They're trying to tell you something. Besides the low tire pressure light, 
who anyone who has ever had a car that has a low tire pressure like knows that they don't work. And it's actually not low tire pressure. It's a sensor that has gone bad. So besides that indicator on your dashboard, most of the other indicators are trying to tell you something. Hey, the car's getting a little too hot. You better get it in for a check. Maintenance is needed, yeah? It's flashing at you. It's, it's buzzing at you. These are things that we want to be able to understand. So if we have this in front of us, we can be like, wow, I'm really struggling. Yes, here are some scriptures I can go through. Okay, the indicators of a strong spirit, number one, are you are assured and confident. Assured and confident. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 8 and 9, and then verse 13 and 14. It says, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, yet not in despair. We are persecuted, but we are not forsaken. We are cast down, but guess what? We are not destroyed. We are having the same spirit of faith, according to as it is written, I believe, and therefore I have spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak. We are assured, and we are confident in what he has for us, no matter what trouble comes at us. The second one is, we are established and unmovable. So again, number two on the, on the right-hand side would be established and unmovable. Psalm 112, verse 7 and 8 says, He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. You shall not be afraid of evil tidings. No matter what comes at, his heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. Let your heart be established, be unmovable. I don't think I have this one up here, but Acts 20, 24 says, none of these things shall move me. <laughs> none of these things shall move me. Amen. Whatever wind, whatever wave, doesn't matter. They shall not move because I'm grounded with him. Amen. And he is my strength. Number three is you are ready for anything. Ready for anything. As we, as we continue to get stronger and stronger, it means we are ready for anything. Philippians 4.13 says, I have strength for, in the Amplified, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. All things, strength for everything, not some things, not just the one neighbor, but not the other neighbor with the barking dog. Like this neighbor I can deal with, this neighbor with the barking dog, I can't. No, no, no. It says all things. All, I'm revealing a lot of stuff that I'm struggling with. I am so sorry. This is just real life, man. This is like the barking dog is a real deal, man. It's unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. Like, really? If the dog is barking, bring the dog in. Yeah, 6 a.m., come on. Really? I can't even turn a light in my own house until then the dog, dog goes wild? Okay. Never mind. Okay. I have strength. This is my scripture, okay? This is my scripture. I have strength. For, and it's a big dog, too. And it's a big dog, and it's loud. It's not even that close to me. I mean, it's like from here out to the parking lot. And it's like, what? That doesn't wake anybody up. But, ooh, stirs me up a little bit. I get a little fired up. I'm with you. Like, come on. I like I, come on. I, I don't sound like I don't like dogs, but why are they barking all the time at crazy hours? Okay. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. Which means I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me, infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Amen. Oh, that's right up there. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. 
Not my own, but in him. All things through him. We are ready for anything. Number four, we have an overcomer's attitude. Oh, yes, we shall overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We have an overcoming attitude. 1 John 5, verse 4 and 5 said that for whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. Overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Strengthens us with our faith. It's our faith that helps us overcome. And our faith comes from him. And our faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God and hearing the word of God, hearing the word of God. So we want to be overcomers. We need to hear the word of God. We need to plant it on the inside of our inside of our hearts every single day. Every single day. We can have an overcoming attitude. Romans 8.37, I don't think I have this up there, but it says in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We are more than conquerors. So we can have an overcoming attitude. Number five, stays calm, cool, and steady. Okay, there are, guys, there are days when you feel calm, cool, and steady, and there are days where you do not. I get this, right? I get it. But it says in 2 Timothy 4, verse 5, again in the Amplified, it says, As for you, be calm, cool, and steady. Accept and suffer unflinchingly every hardship. Oh, <laughs> Unflinchingly every hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Fully perform all the duties of your ministry. Amen. Where are you at? What ministry has God called you to? The ministry of your family. The ministry at the job that you have. Everywhere you're at, fulfilling that call that he has put in your life as we stay calm, cool, and steady. Number six, doesn't give up and quit. Doesn't give up and quit. Galatians 6, 9, again in the Amplified, says, let us not lose heart and grow weary. Let us not lose heart and grow weary and faint in acting nobly and doing right. For in due time, at the appointed season, we shall reap if we do not loosen and relax our courage and faint. Again, back to fainting. Stand strong. There's something, I know I'm a little bit late here, there's something that Liz and I have been talking more and more about, and we actually read it in a book, Chris Valaton. Valentin, and I don't remember what book it was, but he talks about, Spirit Wars, he talks about the different seasons that you go through, and there are different seasons in life, and there are seasons where we are taking ground. There are seasons where we're moving forward, we're taking ground, and things are falling into place, and it's easy sometimes to have a strong spirit when you're walking through stuff, and everything's just falling into place, everything's just lining up, I mean, it's just like dominoes, just like everything's just, oh, this is perfect. Everything's going my way. And there are times when we're resting. There are times where we have seasons of rest where, you know what, it's not that much stress, not that much pressure, things are going okay. And then there are times when the very best that we can do is just stand. Because the wind, and we are not taking ground in certain seasons. Some seasons we are just standing. And it is a victory to stand there. It is an indication of a strong spirit that you are planted, you are standing firm, you are not fainting, you're not moving backwards, but we are standing strong and Jesus is standing with us. And we don't have to give up and quit, even in those difficult times. Number seven is full of joy and peace. Nehemiah 8.10 says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. 
He brings the oil of joy, the Bible says. The oil of joy. Anything that we're going through. It says the oil of joy for mourning. And I think about not mourning like in tomorrow morning, but in mourning as in feeling the heaviness, the burden, the weight, the grief. He brings the joy. He brings the joy in our life through his anointing. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you that your word has given us indicators that we can learn from your scripture where we're at some days on this spectrum. And Father, I just pray that you strengthen each and every one of us. Father, I thank you, Father, that we can walk day in and day out being assured and confident, being established and unmoved, being ready for anything that the enemy will try to bring at us. Thank you, Father, that we can walk through this life with an overcoming attitude. We thank you, Father, that we can stay cool and steady. We thank you, Father, that we will not give up because you are with us and you are for us no matter what season that we are going through. And thank you, Father, that we can be full of joy and full of peace each and every day. And so, Father, I just pray that you forgive us for the times where we have not been walking with you. Father, we repent for those times. But we thank you, Father, for the strength that comes from you. That we can do all things through you. That we can reach out our hand and you're there to pull us up. And even when our eyes get fixed upon the wind and the waves and we begin to sink, you do not let us drown. You never let us drown. Your hand stretched out and pulled Peter right out. Father, I'm reminded that you took that same man who lost faith and looked at what was happening and you built your church upon him. The same man that cut off a soldier's ear, you built your church upon him. We don't have to be perfect. We don't have to be perfect. We just have to trust in you and seek you. And you make a way. You prepare the path. You illuminate our next step. So whatever happened this past week, we put it behind us. And we stand and looking at you. Saying, lead us, guide us. We thank you for it. Father, I just pray a blessing over each every person that's here this evening, every family that's represented here this evening. Pray that you bless them. Bless them, Father. Providing every need that they have. Physically, financially, spiritually, emotionally, mentally. Every need is met. Father, I thank you that colleges are paid for. Colleges are paid for. You are making a way to develop your kids in their callings to reach the world for you. And you are making a way for them. We thank you for it this evening. Thank you, Father. Lord, bless the rest of this week as we move about and do the things that you called us to do. And Lord, help us to remember that person that you put on our hearts earlier today as we were praying.
May we continue to pray for that person throughout this entire week until we meet again next Wednesday. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, everyone, you are dismissed. Have a great evening and a safe drive home. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org, where you may sign up to receive our monthly Faith Communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today, and always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.